Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I've spotted an unidentified flying object in the sky, a big bright red orb, otherwise known as the sun. It is Johannesburg, and we're coming to you from uh, yeah, a sunny Joburg for a change. I know we spoke about it the other day, but this time around it really is sunny. It's actually working. I was outside and I was in shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, so yeah, really, really cool. It's very, very rare, but uh, yeah, we're enjoying it none the same. Welcome, as always, to Hockey the Podcast with myself, Derek Alberts, and my main man on the other side of Joburg, we've got Tyron Jobby Barnard. How are you, Ty? Yeah, good evening, Derek. Obviously, you are either closer to hell or closer to the sun <laughs> because uh, uh, I am wearing a long tracksuit pants. I'm wearing a nice big stadium jacket because I'm cold. <laughs> but it is beautiful blue skies and sunny, um, but the air is cold. So, um, yeah, no, look, uh, it's always good to be here. And, and today uh, I'm, I'm quite excited because uh, this is somebody who I've asked to be a guest for about 12 years now, even though the podcast's only a year old. Um, she's avoided me for some reason, but she still owes me a cup of coffee. <laughs> she, she knows that. But uh, she's a, an indoor star, she's an outdoor star, and, and we love all forms of hockey, both indoor, outdoor, and heck, even ice. Um, and if you put her on an ice, she'd probably become an ice hockey national player too. Is uh, <laughs> none other than Cara Buertis. Hi, you Cara. Hey, guys. Thank you. I'm good. Excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, we're excited to have you on, and I mean, it's it's not. The, I've I've met you a couple of times, but you've also partaken in our lockdown sports quiz on a Tuesday night, and it was great to have you on board there. So we managed to actually get you there before we got you onto hockey the podcast. You you really have been avoiding tires as much as possible. I think lying a little bit because <laughs> I've been waiting for the call up here. He's promised me coffee, but nothing ever materializes. And I've had to see other people on this podcast before I've been asked. So I'm pretty stoked to be here. <laughs> uh, you know, Derek, Cora says I'm lying, but she's moved all the way from to Maritzburg for lockdown so that we couldn't have coffee together. Yeah, all the way to Maritzburg. What's the weather like over there, Cora? I mean, so half of Joburg's really nice, my side. Uh, the other half, not so much. Uh, what's Maritzburg like? Maritzburg's cold, but Joburg cold is like next level. Like Maritzburg at least is cold in the morning and the evening, but in the day it warms up. Whereas Joburg, you're just freezing like 24-7. I don't know that part of, of Joburg life, I must say. Sunny here, lovely, warm. It's great. No, that's beautiful yeah, Cara, too. Yeah, go for it, Ty. Uh, yeah, so Cara, I mean, obviously in Maritzburg, your family's from Maritzburg. Uh, you went to uh, Maritzburg High, Mar- yeah, Maritzburg Girls High. Um, there's a nice photo up of you in the sports hall there as a national hockey player, <laughs> alongside Celia Evans and and Taryn Devinar. Um, I mean, how important? It's the best place to start, but how important was uh, your your foundationary phase in? Um, in Maritzburg and at Maritzburg Girls High in terms of developing developing you into the hockey player you are today? Um, Girls High and being in Maritzburg, um, it did really teach me a lot. And, you know, I noticed a lot of it when I went to Joburg. Um, it's a small town. There's not much going on. And, you know, you have to kind of fight for your place. And, 
and because you have to be noticed, I suppose. And you know, girls high is a big school. There's a lot of girls, um, about a thousand something girls at school. So in your grade, it's 250 girls. So to make a team, you have to really, you know, bring it. And uh, then I did my undergrad at at UKZN as well, and it was the same thing. I mean, we get we got pumped. We used to go to RPTs and get smashed. I remember getting, uh, I think it was in Blom or Pretoria. Um, we played sevens and we got pumped like 12 mules. So, you know, in that sense, I learned how to lose and lose badly. But I think uh, one, one of the biggest things was how not to give up and, and that you can change the game. It's all about your sort of mentality I guess in a sense. and I think that's reflective of of how I play um, yeah so. no absolutely Cara I think if if I mean apart from your your goal scoring ability which is uh, incredible for someone who's uh, naturally a defender in, in hockey um, you know it's very clear that you're up for the fight you're up for the challenge on a field and, and you're not scared of a little bit of confrontation and, and obviously it's uh, some good elements of uh, the Midlands hockey uh, is comes through in your uh, in your play. Obviously, you also then played for the Raiders and for Southern Gauteng. So, what has the experience been like playing for the different provinces, the different cultures, and uh, obviously the different focuses? and And how has that impacted on you? It's a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is some deep stuff, right? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I think it's it, it's been really cool to be able to to play in these different provinces. Obviously, um, Raiders is, is very close to my heart. Um, and I think one of my highlights in my hockey career, and the Southern girls are probably going to kill me, <clears throat> was beating Southern at IPT and winning gold. Uh, I think... The reason is because, you know, we had come so close the year before and we as a team had really come together and decided that that was our goal and, and I think everyone bought into that. And it was a little bit of an underdog story kind of thing, although, you know, they were good players. But we we did have to fight and, and that was really awesome um, for me. And obviously Lenny, you know, he plucked me from Midlands, um and said, come play in Durban. He helped me out a heck of a lot. And then, um, you know, Ned, Ned uh, Craig Fulton from there pulled me into Pretoria and uh, I played a bit there. And then, which, you know, um, Northern, there's some great girls and stuff, but for some reason I never really, like, felt that sort of connection, I guess. Um, I wasn't there very long, so maybe that's why. And then, yeah, coming to Southern, because Sheldon moved for work, so we moved. It was diff- I think it was different because you expected to win. And I was so used to um, challenging the norm or what is expected. I mean, I know Raiders dominated IPC, but, but um, I wasn't used to that in, in outdoor. So that's been a really interesting experience because you, you don't have to fight. You do have to fight, but it's, 
it's a different kind of fast. Um, so that for me was really interesting. Um, so yeah, each have, you know, different positives and, and, you know, I never see things as negative because it's just a different perspective and it's, it's, it's just like, I don't know, opens your eyes as a hockey player and, and just adds something new to your game and to your thinking. So, you know, I don't think there's a good or bad. It's just, yeah, it's just interesting to, to go through that journey and, and play with different people and, and learn different things. So, yeah, that's, I have actually jumped around a little bit. No, that's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. w- which have you enjoyed the most? Cara, I mean, that's a very tough question, but uh, I'm going to ask you anyway. Ooh, that's, some people might be angry at me, but but like I said, I think I think playing for Raiders and just like our what we had as a team, um, it was really special. And you know, I have really enjoyed um, Southern, but I think I just think that that year and that like winning that gold when no one expected us to, that was Looking awesome. So, yeah, I'd have to say that that rate is. Yeah, well, that's the correct answer because uh, the company that runs this entire podcast and all our media is Raider Media. So, yeah, Uh, yeah, congratulations. You passed our one question quiz. (laughs) Well played, well played. (laughs) I mean, mean, Cora, I I obviously first uh, met you through indoor hockey and. uh, you made yeah. your, your indoor hockey debut for South Africa all the way back in 2014. Um, it took quite a while for you to to get into the outdoor side, and then it was a little bit of a, a shuffle around and a dance around before you established yourself. But you have gone on to become just the second player in, in South African hockey history, men or women, to have achieved both 50 caps at indoor and outdoor. I mean... Firstly, how do you balance the two? Sure. Um, it is really tough. I'm not going to lie to you. And um, I think one of the cha- most challenging things is that there are few players that actually understand, you know, when you're tired, you know, the mental stress of coming back from an outdoor tournament, resting a week, and then going to indoor. Um, and then also trying to have a career and work and actually earn earn a living. Um, so yeah, it is tough. But I, I don't know. For me, outdoor is like test cricket, I suppose. You know, you there's a lot of focus and it's like the I suppose the pure form of the game. And indoor is like twenty twenty. Um, you can get stuck in and it's you know you can show your flair and. So I think it's not for me a case of really balancing it. It's it, it's just a different avenue to express myself with a hockey stick, basically. So I like the two in that it it, it both involve different like facets of you know mentality and style. And when I've you come through after an outdoor tournament, for example, you've very disciplined, it's very, you know, methodical and balanced and, you know, you can't make a mistake and because, you know, of the repercussions and stuff. And indoor is a little bit different in that it's more gritty and if you make a mistake, you can make it up again. It's 
fast and it's exciting and you have to use your flair. Yes, there's structure and, you know, rules that you have to follow, but creatively you get, I, I feel I get to express myself more on an indoor field, but outdoor takes a lot more sort of technical ability and understanding. So, yeah, it's, it's just, they're just two different games and I love being able to switch um, between the two because it does change my mindset. I don't, I don't like to be stuck in one mindset for too long, so I'm a bit ADD like that, like <laughs> mix things up the whole time. I think that's why I move all the time. But yeah, that's it's, it's hard, but it's fun. It, it's an incredible skill to have, Cara. I mean, being able to to switch between the two and to still succeed very impressively at that at, at both. Um, and, and I've got to laugh because. Before we started recording this, I was chatting to Ty, and then Cara joined us, and I was telling Ty about some coffee that I ordered uh, today via Vissenhoff, which is owned by Quibus Vissa. So I was telling Ty, I messaged Quibus Vissa, and then Cara goes, did you just name drop? And you know, Cara, you're probably one of the few guests that we've had on the show that has her own Wikipedia page. <laughs> so we're going to name drop. I can tell people that I've spoken to you, and they'll be very impressed by that. I wish. Um, no, <laughs> I think one definitely doesn't come with fame, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know who started that thing, but yeah. Um, and I'm definitely not one of the most popular players either. No, nonsense. We, we beg to differ. But um, I mean, just going back to the indoor and outdoor thing, um, yeah. and you say switching between the two and, 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 and you like being able to change your mindset, etc. But I mean, there, there, there's very different skill sets involved in both sports. And does it take, I mean, have you got to a point now where you can simply just pick up a hockey stick, whether you're walking out or if you've got a roof over your head, it doesn't really matter, you're going to perform uh, regardless? Or, or does it take a bit of a mental switch? Yeah, you know, I think, I wouldn't say mental switch. Um, I think one of the things that people don't talk about enough in top sport is your mentality. I mean, we know, we've seen posters and all that kind of thing, but but what it actually means. And to me, I think how I've learned how to perform consistently is, well, I think so, or, you know, to a level that I'm happy with. Obviously, I always want to improve. But it, I have a certain, like, mindset feeling that I try and get into, if that makes sense. You know, you can call it in the zone or whatever. But but I think it's, it's a, like I said from that, um, coming from Maritzburg and that kind of thing is is you learn learn that what it takes and I think I don't think about the skill as much because I feel like that'll naturally come out you know you're practicing it the biggest challenge for me is it, it's the mindset because you need to be calm and not overthink and I am a chronic overthinker so to be in that state of like zen and confidence it does require a little bit of mental work and, and, you know, you develop these tools and skills to just get you into that place so that you just let your, you kind of like go into another world and you just let whatever your your body take over and you just play. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's a different mindset for each, but I think it's just this case of like switching on and being like, okay, I need to perform today kind of thing. And then, trusting that the effort and the time and the, you know, 
hours that you put in will just come through. Does that make sense? I know it's a bit airy fairy, but that's how I think. It makes perfect sense. Look, I mean, you're chatting to a provincial uh, chess player and a semi-provincial rugby player at schoolboy level. So, I mean, we can't even reach the heights that you're talking about, but uh, we can envisage it. Unfortunately, we we haven't quite achieved it. But uh, yeah, Derek, you don't you don't have to sell that I was a provincial chess player alone. I mean, I I mean, I was a provincial. Uh, well. I'm a mini tennis player. And I, am a, I was a provincial hockey coach, so we could sell that rather. Yeah, but then that just makes me look even worse because I don't have anything <laughs> to add. So if I keep on listing your achievements, and I'm just stuck. <laughs> I mean, so so Cara, we, we're talking in these other sports now, and yes, chess is a sport. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got my, my sports color. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, but. Uh, you know, just stepping away from hockey for a little bit before we dive straight back yeah. in. Um, what what other sports? I mean, I know you're a football fan, but what other sports do you enjoy? What other sports do you, would you like to play? And obviously, what sports do you follow and support? Okay, so obviously, I, I support Arsenal. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, yeah, we can move on from um, that quickly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I enjoy watching it. It's weird. I don't really like watching sports I can play, if, if that makes sense, because I just want to go out and play it. To me, I, yeah, watching it just annoys me a little bit. Like, obviously, I do, but I just, yeah, I'd rather be out there. Uh, one of my biggest influences, I think, that has sort of influenced my hockey style um, is basketball. So I don't I don't know if you know, but I did play um, SA schools basketball back in the day. Um, and yeah, I, I just know that. wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of my big sports. So it was hockey and and basketball. Um, yeah, and that it's similar to indoor, I guess, in the mentality and the grit and the you know, and I think that sort of shaped how I play indoor as well. And also my deception, because, you know, you've got to learn your fakes and all that kind of stuff. So I think that sort of gangster style has definitely um, come through in my hockey, um, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know if people particularly enjoy. I think it confuses a lot of people, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think basketball is a big one for me. I did play other sports. I, I, play, I did play volleyball for a bit, um, but that was just like, you know, random. Um, I tried water polo. I didn't really get into it. I used to swim, actually. I used to do um, club swimming and go to galas and that kind of thing. But but since I've finished school, it's basically just been hockey. So, so you're like the A.B. de Villiers of the <laughs> hockey world. I wouldn't say that. Uh, being able to do any... Thank goodness we didn't do the whole listing thing with you. I know I'd been left in the dust. <laughs> I mean, I once played fourth team rugby league for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got in there, eh? sure. <laughs> I remember, Cara, with because um, I, I met you last year at uh, the international tri series in Durban, featuring Zimbabwe and Botswana. Yeah. And uh, after the the last day's play, uh, you ladies were were phenomenal throughout the week. And it was a Saturday. We finished up the tournament. Then we went for the after tournament dinner and it was the same night as the Champions League final 
Liverpool were playing Spurs. And I remember you, if I'm not mistaken, I think you were front and center in terms of watching. Um, and I know you said you're a big Arsenal fan, but a big football fan nonetheless. Yeah. And yeah, geez, I was amazed at, at how addicted you were to the game on the go. Uh, yeah, you know, my, my husband actually got me into football because I, I thought like everyone else, I'd watch it and I'd be like, oh, these bunch of pansies are so boring. And then when you get into the, the sort of intricacies of it, it's basically a sports soap opera in a sense because there's just money everywhere. There's these transfers. There's, you know, people getting injured, people coming up. So it's like a live soap opera. And, you know, I think what I really enjoy about it is the technical, like, intricacies of the game. And I think the detail, you know, and how they use their body and, and the, you know, the the decisions that they make, I just, I just find that so interesting, and yeah, I think that's why I enjoy footy so much. Um, I'm also a huge Jurgen Klopp fan, and I was praying that he would come to Arsenal, but unfortunately, he went to Liverpool. So, yeah, it could have been us, but anyway. <laughs> well, and 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 why Arsenal then? Um, I think their style of play. Um, definitely, it's just this possession and and flair, and um, it's not erratic. Is there another? You know, is there another know. Arsenal team that I don't know about? Oh, Derek, okay. you're a football fan. We're going through a bad run. Can you not drop it in? But generally, you you know, in the days of like Fabregas and and you know, um, that kind of you know, those players. Oh, um, okay, just, cool. So you're talking 10, yeah, 10, yeah. 10, 10 years ago, Arsenal. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, we're trying to get back there. Derek <laughs> um, sounds like a Blue Bull supporter all of a sudden. <laughs> I know, like, can you stop throwing shade? It's bad enough. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, they're just a style of play and, and I don't It's there's something beautiful about it and, and you can, back then, you, you didn't mind them losing so much because it was just, really good to watch um so yeah that's i think why arsenal so cara um obviously i was fortunate enough uh to be there twice um once in croatia and once uh, in when you scored five goals in one game um which is uh, i'm talking indoor hockey here um, yeah. And again, a lot of uh, the reason I'm talking indoor hockey is because you brought up style and flair. And, and really, it's what yeah. we've seen from the Spa South Africa side is some properly yeah, stylish, flary goals. Do you remember who you scored the five goals against? I, I would be lying if I said I did. I don't. I honestly, it sounds like a cliche thing and it's not me being humble, but I don't think about the goals that I've scored or, you know, it's just in the moment and, you know, that's my job. That's how I measure my, not say measure my performance, but I'm expected to score goals. It's not something that's like, oh, cool, I scored a goal. Let's, I mean, you do celebrate, but it's, that's the expectation I place on myself. Like, I get super bleak if I don't score in a short corner. Um, you know, I'll think about, okay, well, How's the keeper running wide enough for am I taking too long? You know, I get irritated. Like I need to score every short corner. <laughs> no, that's just the mentality. 
I don't think about how many or whatever. And, and you know, we did that sports quiz and you, you asked everyone how many goals I scored. I have no idea. If you didn't tell me, I wouldn't know. Um, well, well but I mean, I'll tell everyone now. <laughs> you have played, and because I have, I have the the entire history of the indoor hockey. It's a bit difficult for outdoor, but uh, seventy nine test caps, eighty five goals. I mean, considering your and I know yes, uh, indoor hockey a defender can score quite a few goals, but that you are an out and out defender, and that only Cindy Hack has more goals for South Africa than you do, um, is something quite remarkable. Those five you got against Botswana, and of course you got against Slovenia, which at the time was a record-breaking uh, win. It has since been surpassed. But um, yeah, I mean, as a defender, what what brings you more joy? Cara? Is is it the goal scoring, or is it when you do a buses full kind of tackle? When I uh, I don't no, I love goals. I love I love attacking. To be honest. Even as a defender, I think it's always been part of my game. Which is probably what gets me out of a lot of teams. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, I kind of secretly was always an attacker for indoor, but naturally just ended up at the back. So, I, I, I kind of like the thrill of being a striker and. Um, putting pressure and winning the ball back and 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 scoring because it's it's to me it's it's super like fun because it's sort of the analytical and I'm going you know how I think is it's it's a it's like a game of chess like where's the keeper going where's the space like how quickly can I get off how do I move my feet you know it's 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 that in, sort of like intricate thinking that I enjoy it, you know, with attacking. And it's the same with short corners. It's like, if I roundhouse, you know, will I beat her? It's, it's like it's like a mini, a mini challenge to me. And I think that's why I enjoy the attacking side more than the defending side. Maybe because I take the defending side for granted, in a sense. Like, it's, it's expected that where the goal is like a, you know fun thing to do to score it's amazing I, I, have, I have to admit something so last year when Ty and I flew down to Durban so we, we commentated during that series throughout and uh, focusing on the SA matches so I mean I obviously started following hockey a, a lot more yeah. uh, given my involvement with this podcast and also just uh, my enjoyment I mean Ty's obviously yeah. told me a lot about it and, and I've really 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 learned a lot over the last uh, year and a half uh, more so than my entire life prior. And <laughs> so we landed in Durban. Now I'm going in to commentate this, these games. And coming from a, a rugby background, obviously you get to, to learn players, etc. prior. And um, going into the hockey, uh, into, into the series, I, I didn't know too many names. The only one that I was familiar with was Cindy because she had uh, been a, a guest on our show a couple of times. And so we get down to, to the match. And the key for a commentator always is to not have to rely on your notes in terms of getting the names. So you want to try and learn names as quickly as possible and, and who you're looking at and who the names are. And within, you were the quickest name that I got within seconds because you were so um, involved in the game in both defense and offense. And once, once you started getting the ball, uh, I immediately, when Cindy got the ball, there was Hack. When you got the ball, it was Boetis. And then, obviously, I started to tick names off as we went along. But uh, without a shadow of a doubt, you're the quickest I got to, to familiarize myself with, which is pretty cool. 
terrifying because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is. I mean, I mean, Ty, uh, uh, we we kept on debating um, towards the end of the series in terms of who the player of the series was, and uh, I mean, Cara was was right up there, and. And again, I mean, from a defensive and offensive perspective, I mean, she was of the best um, across the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our top three were Cara, Tegan and, and Cindy. And ultimately, we put the three names in our hats and drew one out because we couldn't choose. Um, but that's that's not actually to tell everybody how we select player of the series sometimes. We don't often get the chance. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just easier that way. But uh, Cara, I mean, obviously, uh, indoor has come with some disappointments along the way as well. Um, and I don't I don't really want to spend too much time on the big disappointment. But I do I do want to ask you. I mean, obviously, the African Cup and also being left out of a squad are, are two big disappointments that you have experienced in your career. You obviously did get to experience uh, the high of uh, of uh, so many wins, the high of going to a World Cup. Um, you know, how do you overcome the the disappointments that you you face in your career? Um, look, when when stuff like that happens, so you know, okay, let's look at the Namibian, the the, the Africa Cup thing. Um, you worked so hard, and you and you don't get it or whatever but I think you kind of have to learn how to tell yourself that you know what this is the nature of sport um, that's what you sign up for like you know that there's going to be good times and highs and you get like to see um, you have these amazing opportunities and and you get to see these cool countries and stuff but you know there is the other side to it it's, it's balanced um, and you know at the time it really sucks. Like even I think my biggest disappointment and I know we're talking about indoor, but even with outdoor, um, not making the comm game side um, initially. Um, that was huge for me because, you know, you, you set yourself goals as an athlete and, and as a player and you you work so hard to, to you know, tick that box. And when you get to the end and you haven't checked that box, it's devastating because, you know, you kind of question everything. Like, you know, did I do enough? Um, you know, did I work hard enough? Like, do people like me? Do they value me? You know, you go through this whole sort of mental cycle. And, you know, I think what was important for me was to sort of let myself, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like grieve in a sense, you know, and, and get those emotions out and feel bad because you're allowed to feel bad. And I think that's something people don't talk about enough. Um, and they're like, oh, sorry. And then they don't, they're like, okay, cool, whatever. And everyone moves on. But you, you stick with that, like, especially if you have high expectations and, and, and high hopes, you know, you, you expect more from yourself. And I think, um, yeah, it's tough and, and, but at the end of the day, I think I don't regret anything and I don't hold, you know, um, I don't have any grudges against anyone or, you know, because those were meant to happen. I always, like, I think about Namibia stuff, for example, and I'm like, you know what? It's great. It's really fantastic that another African country was able to go to a World Cup. And for them, that is everything. And, 
You know, they've, they've, their hockey is growing so much, and that's what we want. So it's really crap for us, to be honest. But to look at it from another perspective, like maybe their country actually needed that. You know, what else is there in Namibia and Namibian sports? That's flipping awesome. Like, so I think, like, I always think about the other side of things and, and you know, like not making a team. And then I'm like, um, even the indoor, I'm like, flipping cool. Jess Larden, a youngster, is going in her face kind of thing. That's amazing. Like, she's growing as a player. And when, you know, Jess and Cindy and I are no longer there, those are the youngsters that have to carry the team and carry on our sort of legacy. So, you know, you, you're... You can be upset for or you can come games, but yeah, it's the same thing. So, um, you can be upset for you, and that's perfectly understandable. But then I think I always try like look at it from another perspective, and I'm like, you know what? Someone else needed it more than you, or you know, it has to happen this way. There's a re- like I believe in that, that there's a reason for everything, and I know it sounds corny, and I know it sounds cliche, but that's just how I get to it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I think about it and and it does make you stronger um, you know because you you it's like I suppose going through a breakup you know you learn a little bit more about who you are and um, you know what what's important to you you really have to do a lot of like so you have to do a lot of soul searching and, and self development and, and really like get yourself out of there so yeah, I think it's. I'm. I'm grateful. Actually, I'm super grateful that I had to go through that because it makes me stronger and it makes me want to fight more. Um. So yeah, I think that's just my opinion on that. So. Uh, Cara, I, I love that. I love that view. I, I think it's uh, uh, whether you would say it or not. It's it's a great humble view to have, and it's uh, yeah, it's the right way to look at things. We got to we got to try and find the positives and disappointments and. You know, it's it's probably a very uh, appropriate thought for this uh, time of our lives that we're going through right now. And that time is this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus shakeup that uh, the world is experiencing. And, you know, um, obviously tons of people are losing their lives, their battles. It's completely changed the, the world of sport. And for sports stars like yourself and for people like yourself who are uh, self-employed, um, it's an incredible challenging side. Uh, how much do you think the ability of overcoming the obstacles that you've overcome in sports have helped you be mentally prepared for the current challenge that uh, we're facing away from sport? Uh, you know, I say it so often is that if even if your kid is bad at a sport, they have to play it because the last skills that you learn in such a short period of time um, are so valuable. And I think, yeah, like the current challenge obviously is hard, but I know I've faced worse challenges. And, I know, and I'm not, you know, discrediting what's happening, but I've, I've, I've overcome a lot. And, and it's not just on the sports field, like personally, you know, your family, or, you know, there's a lot of stuff us as humans have to deal with. And and I think the message here is, is deal with your stuff. Um, because when stuff goes, it, it's great when everything's fabulous and fantastic and we can be happy and we can push all those insecurities and un, 
you know, things we don't want to deal with. We can push that aside and just pretend for a little bit. And it's so dangerous because then when, when things go wrong or you faced with, you know, like we face with now, people losing jobs, um, you know, uh, job security, um, income challenges, all that kind of stuff. Um, all that kind of stuff then gets added to this baggage and this situation. So now you're dealing with so much more than you, you, you needed to, if that makes sense. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, COVID's happening. Hockey's not happening. So you pivot, you change, you adapt. And I think that's, that's how you have to think about it. Otherwise, you're going to sit and stew in your misery and it's not actually going to be, nothing's going to change, you know? So that's our, and look, we all do have these moments where we feel helpless and hopeless and like, oh, what am I doing? You know, the world is ending. Like you have that and be in that. But also, you know, identify that that's uh, something you're feeling. And, and I always like to think, okay, I'm feeling that. I let myself feel that. But, okay, so we're going a bit off topic here. But um, you feel that and then you go, okay, that's happening. How do I change that feeling? How do I, okay, you know, where's the opportunity? I always like to think about that. So hockey didn't happen this year and we probably won't go to Africa Cup and stuff. Um, you know, I'm hopeful, but it's not looking great. Um, and I look at that and I'm like, okay, hockey's not happening. What else is there? Cool. Let me focus on my business. Okay. There's an opportunity here. Um, I'm a digital marketer and in IT. There's a lot of opportunity for me here in this space because there's small businesses who need help with their branding and taking things online and marketing and that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, let me move that focus on hockey and not dwell on the fact that it's not happening and create value in another way. So, you know, I think people get, it's too easy to sit and, um, oh, woe is me, Mark, feel sorry for yourself. But it's, it's not a productive mentality. Um, and you're going to feel terrible. And I don't want to feel terrible. I want to feel good. So, find things that you know make you feel good add value somewhere and you can I think so yeah that's kind of how I look at it and it's been it's been an interesting challenge and it's but it's been refreshing in a sense to to be able to focus on something else and just have a little bit of a break from the stress of hockey um and help people in 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 what they want to achieve in their business and their livelihood it is, it, yeah, it's, it's an amazing outlook to have and a refreshing one too, Cara. I mean, I've mentioned the, the sports quiz that we've been speaking about quite a bit, myself and Ty, you've been involved in it as well. And that, that uh, obviously was a byproduct of the lockdown and, and exactly what you said, um, having to try and make the most of a, a pretty crappy situation. And, and uh, of course, it doesn't always apply because people have been devastated by this virus, um, both physically and mentally. There's been many, many loved ones lost. And yeah, if you can try and, and remain positive despite all the devastation around us, um, yeah, it can it can only be good. Um, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. I, I do understand that, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's, it, it really is refreshing to hear. Yeah, look, 
think I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah perfectly. So sorry. Um, yeah, I think that obviously as humans we go through these things, we go through death, and we go through you know the normal, and this is and um, it's part of that. And and I I think about you know we in a sense we are lucky. Because imagine living in a war, you know, imagine having your home bombed and this is a different type of war, I suppose, but it could also be a lot worse, you know, um, and people have faced a lot worse. So I think it's also like, take, take time to, to look at it from a holistic point of view and, and, you know, I'm a big fan of like gratitude and showing gratitude and being grateful for the little things that you do have and, and the, you know, if you have a loving family, like, you're grateful that you have them because other people don't. Um, you know, if you can walk, I mean, you know, you know, there's so, so much in life to be grateful for, whether it's how your ability or your attitude or, you know, we all have this ability to give back to people. No matter what your situation, you can always add positive energy and influence and and I think then you always have purpose um, so I think not enough people look at it that way and it's really sad because I think we can do a lot more as a society and as, as people to really like be impactful in pushing you don't have a positivity but not like Let's all be positive and, you know, happy, clappy, whatever. Um, although that would be great. But just, hey, I see you. Like, are you okay? Like, check in with people. Like, don't just think about yourself, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Interesting time. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree completely. So, of course, one of the many, many victims of uh, the virus has been the Olympic Games, so obviously scheduled to be taking place around about now in Tokyo and fortunately to be postponed for a year. And, and you were certainly in the running to have made that trip. I mean, it must have been fairly heartbreaking to know that uh, no Olympics this year, but there is always next year, at least, uh, talking about silver linings. Yeah, no, it, it 100% is devastating because you put in so much effort and so much of your time. You, I don't think people truly understand, um, especially being a non-professional sport, how much you have to give up to even be considered um, to go. Um, you know, it's early mornings, it's training twice, three times a day. Um, you're stressed, you're tired. On top of that, you're trying to balance your job or your work um, and survive that kind of thing. And you basically become a robot in a sense. Um, so to be so close to the finish line, because, and for me, you know, this is, this is going to be my crowning achievement. Like that, since I was at school, this was my goal in life, to go to an Olympics. And to be so close and not, and to have to do this for another year, um, it's, and I think a lot of athletes felt this, it's, it's because of how much you've put in already, 
it's like you have to start again. And I think, yeah, the mental challenges of that and just trying to like, okay, take space, find your motivation again and, and see if you can give this another go. Um, especially where I am in my career, you know, I'm, I can't do this forever. Um, over, I'm 30 now. Um, I want to start a life outside of hockey. Like, that's what you think about when you get to my age, you know. So, um, it is, it's hard. And I'm not 21 going with a world, like, my whole career ahead of me. I'm heading to the end of it. So, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's a bit of a short pill to swallow and it's, it's hard, it's hard. And if it's, but, but again, if it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. Um, and, you know, I w- you know, if I don't go or if it gets cancelled or whatever happens, it'll be really upsetting and, and sad. But at the same time, because of my experience and what I've been through, I can't be too upset about it because actually it's my, it'll be my ego, if that makes sense. Like, it would be me, like, I want to I wanna go to feel good about myself to say, oh, I've been to an Olympics, if that makes, if I get, too upset about it you know I want the best so I, you need to take that out of the equation and you want the best team to go whether that's you or not um so yeah it's, it's hard and it's devastating and it's a wasting game at this point so we'll see what happens yeah as, and obviously for you currently based in in Maritzburg the return to hockey has not been confirmed, but there is uh, hope that uh, Mr. Minister Nautin Teta will um, approve SA Hockey's plan next week, where it's um, where it'll allow uh, the national teams, our performance teams, to go back to training. Um, you know, will that will that mean that you need to get back up to Joburg? Will you train from Maritzburg? Uh, have you had any discussion with the coaches? Um, I haven't confirmed anything at the moment. Um, it, I think when everything is confirmed, because at the moment we don't know what's happening, you know, um, there's even talks of going back into lockdown level five. So my focus at the moment is to keep doing what I'm doing, to keep training and just focus on, you know, the next day. So I can't, I'm, because I think it can be really like disillusioning or disheartening to look in the future and base decisions on that, and then it doesn't happen. Because so you know I kind of don't want to fall into that trap too much. Um, because there's so much turbulence and so much change, and you need a bit of stability. So, well, I do. So you know I'll, I'll take it one day at a time and. There are great facilities in Maritzburg. Um, so if I need to train and if I need access to high-performance coaches and people, there are people around that will definitely, I know, will support me and help me be the best that I can be. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just taking things a day at a time and seeing what happens, really. Kareth, <laughs> this has been a, a fantastic chat. It's It's been so enlightening to hear your views on things and and the positivity that uh, that you speak with has been great. So I know you're going to be positive about the next thing. And that is the one question quiz. Oh, oh. Hey, this is uh, head coach of SA Men's Hockey, Gareth Ewing. 
and you're listening to Hockey the Podcast by Radio Media. Well, I tell you what, I've decided uh, if you have listened regularly, you know the one question quiz always is linked to you in some way. It's okay. either linked to you in uh, your name, it's linked to your family, it's linked to your uh, career. Oh, I'm going to be really but bad. Gonna go, Can you just cut it off? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, stick to indoor hockey. And okay. as I mentioned earlier, you have played 79 games for South Africa. Uh-huh. Your yeah. question is, how many different countries have you played against? I knew you were going to ask oh. this. Oh, man. Sure, but that's hard. Maybe 12? Hello? Are you guessing or are you asking for a clue? Australia, Poland, Croatia, Libya, Botswana, Netherlands. You want to forget that one. Um, No, I would say like maybe 12. I'll accept if you're within one. 13. More than that. I I, I haven't said more or less. I'm just letting letting you beat yourself. Oh, sure, but it will be more. Maybe like 16. I'm waiting. I'm waiting till you say final answer. So. I'm letting you debate um, this with yourself still. So hard. So many. Okay. It's Australia. Namibia, Botswana, Zim. Poland. We just played Ireland. Shut up. What about them? USA, Argentina, Canada. Belarus, Netherlands. Gosh, Pa, you really like I don't even know. Okay, final answer, let's say fourteen. Go in the middle. Final answer fourteen. So let me go through the list quickly for you. It's Namibia, USA, Argentina, Canada, Australia, Uh Netherlands, Czech Republic, Belarus. Oh, Czech Republic, I forgot about them. Yeah. Poland. Kazakhstan. Belgium, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Zimbabwe. Oh, played one game against Belgium. Zimbabwe, yeah. yeah, Slovakia, Croatia, Slovenia, yeah. Yeah. Botswana, Switzerland, and Ireland. So it is 18 countries. Oh, sure Switzerland was just the other day. And you know what? I'm so bad because I like, <laughs> I, I like. Take that experience and then I move on. You know, I like learn my lessons and I don't think about. I'm so bad like that. I never remember. Well, well, fortunately, you're not bad yeah, at hockey. That's what I have you. Not, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm there for. So, yeah. 79, t- 79 indoor hockey tests, 85 indoor hockey goals. We look forward to seeing you hit that hundred mark, uh, both from caps and goals. We know the goals will come first. 
Um, but uh, we do hope that uh, you take a big step towards that at the African Cup if it happens. Uh, we hope that the Olympic Games definitely do happen and you do get to fulfill the dream uh, because we know you fulfilled the first part today by being on the podcast. Um, yeah. Sure. We look I to just learn. close it out for you. But uh, Cora, from my side, thanks so much. I think you have been a wonderful ambassador for the game of hockey and uh, a very good friend to me. Uh, you've always taken time to chat and I appreciate it. Um, and I just wish you best of luck and thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. It was really awesome to be here. Finally, bucket uh, list. Finally, <laughs> you can tick it off. Yeah. You can add it. You can add it to your Wikipedia page. I can. Yeah, and parking stop harassing me now because I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise that. Fanboy, I'm starting oh, no. the boy to supporters no. club. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Thanks so much, Cora. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, so, so good having you on board. Cheers. 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 Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Oh, and she quickly cancels that call. Uh, yeah, well done, Sanchi. She was really, really impressive. And, um, extremely insightful and and a very deep thinker i mean it's not that i didn't think she would wouldn't be but yeah i mean it's it, it, i think it's surprising just as, as how much thought she puts in to to what takes place in her life uh, yeah dan you know i really i really enjoyed the um her, her views on things i really enjoyed the the fact that she speaks about the mental health because it really is something that many sports stars are going to be struggling with, uh, with the postponements of sport, with the uncertainty around stuff. And, you know, these are these are people too. Uh, and it's wonderful to hear their stories. And, and we hope that they all support each other and help uh, help each other get through the other side. Yeah, man. So, Cara, thank you so much. That was episode what now, time? Uh, 48. Woohoo! One to go before we can raise our bats for the half century. Uh, thanks as always. It's been great. Look at you. See you at the Lockdown Sports Quiz. Yeah, can't tonight. wait. Because uh, this is published on a Tuesday morning. So, <laughs> see you tonight. Excellent. Cheers, Sai. Cheers. Bye.